This is Chanel Bunger with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, and today I'm excited to speak with Molly Gamble, Vice President of Editorial at Becker's Healthcare, who gives us updated weekly on healthcare trends that she's keeping an eye on. Molly, thank you as always for joining me today. Why don't you take it away and tell us about some of the things that you're seeing out there? Thanks, Chanel. The year has started off with a number of changes in the top ranks of some pretty large and prominent health systems. So we report on several of those just this week. I thought I'd highlight them for listeners. Uh, Worth noting here is that these leaders have announced their intent to step down or retire, um, at least for a couple of them, before a succession plan has taken shape uh, or the organization they departed from is, is beginning the search for permanent successors. Uh, so the first is Peter Banco. Peter stepped down from his executive role of Common Spirit. Mr. Banco was formerly CEO of Centura Health, which folded into Common Spirit last year. He then moved into the ranks of the health system as the president of Common Spirit's Colorado, Kansas, and Utah division. His leadership team oversaw 20 hospitals in those three states that had made the transition from Centura to Common Spirit. Common Spirit has appointed an interim leader in Mr. Banco's position. Also on the West Coast this week, the longtime CEO of Cedar sinai Tom Pricelack, has announced his intention to retire. Mr. Pricelack, he spent decades at this Los Angeles hospital system. He first joined it in 1979. He has served as president and CEO of its nearly 900-bed flagship hospital since 94 as president and CEO of the system once it formed in 2017. So this is a longtime leader we're talking about. Uh, Mr. Pricelack said he notified the board of his intention to retire in a January 30th memo. And then once the successor is named and in place, he'll move on. Um, the thing here is that no expected timeline has been communicated just yet. Uh, when I reported on this news this week, Cedar sinai said they were unable to share additional information about succession plans. So we are awaiting some further detail on that leadership change. And then just to round us out, you know, a CFO move worth noting, the CFO of HCA will be moving on. Bill Rutherford is retiring after a decade in the role and a 34-year run with the for-profit system. He'll be succeeded by Mike Marks, that's HCA's Senior Vice President of Finance, and that change of hands will be effective May 1st. So three C- uh, CEOs, president and CFO moves to just share with our listeners, Chanel. And then I had one other story that's beginning to take shape, I think, but I- I'm, I've been extra curious about the past week or so. So I thought I'd just give listeners a heads up on that too. Thank you. And what else did you want to speak on today? Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm trying right now to get a read on where health systems stand today with precision medicine, which about 10 years ago was often discussed with a very rosy, forward-looking future. So 2012, 2013, 2014, precision medicine was kind of discussed with the intrigue that we discuss AI with today. Uh, listeners might remember in 2013, Angelina Jolie revealed to the media that she had undergone a preventive double mastectomy after testing positive for the BRCA gene mutation that kind of brought the power of genetic and precision medicine to greater cultural awareness at that time when she wrote that op-ed. But a, a couple stories as of late have piqued my interest here. One is that Intermountain is ending its precision medicine program after a 10 year run that's effective February 1st. This unit of the system offered genetic sequencing for patients with advanced cancers to help them identify specific DNA targets for personalized drugs. And when it announced its end, the system said that in the past decade, quote, the precision medicine market has rapidly evolved 
new partners have entered and this work has become financially unsustainable, end quote. So Chanel, this work is really expensive, even though time has passed since it first started to really make its way into health systems. Genomic testing of tumors can cost upwards of $10,000, often exceeding you know, even $100,000 per year. Health insurance coverage of genomic sequencing has long been spotty, really inconsistent. And then there's also a big shortage of genetic specialists. So the people who read your genetic tests. Uh, it's estimated there is one professional for every 300,000 people in the US. Um, so, so that Intermountain development, it probably enhanced my interest. And then what the Wall Street Journal reported this week about 23andMe. Uh, this is a company that is nearly valued at zero dollars today. It's never turned to profit and it's kind of slogging through a Frankenstein of revenue models right now. It has some really expensive su subscription services. It has a telehealth platform, a big partnership for drug development, but it hasn't quite seemed to find its place in, in healthcare. Um, so this is a product that in the 2010s, early on, it was kind of the source of some genetic intrigue. People would buy the kits, they cost hundreds of dollars, they'd have spit parties, you'd see if you had any famous relatives. But now the economics of this are just not as fruitful as maybe they once seemed, you know, for one of the most obvious reasons being that you only really usually only take this test once. Uh, too few of people also have life-changing results. So the need for additional or continued services uh, from a genetic testing company like this just aren't as great as they might've seemed. So um, I, I'm leaving, I'm ending on a note, Chanel, of intrigue, and I have a couple developments there that are raising my curiosity more than anything and have me wanting to learn more about where Precision Med stands today. It, it once had a really bright future in the way health systems discussed it for outcomes and treatment efficacy, uh, but maybe the reality is falling a little short of expectation, you know, 10 or so years in. So we'll see. Perfect. Well, thank you as always for keeping us updated on all of these trends and for joining me today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Chanel. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm.